thinks, how much fun is it to be out in Victoria? Well, we're here to go to one of your favourite restaurants, which is Restaurant M, one of London's premier steakhouses, to talk to the founder, Martin Williams, who really put the hashtag into dog friendly before hashtags existed. I'm Anna Webb, welcome to A Dog's Life. Martin, welcome to A Dog's Life, and what a pleasure it is to be down at M. Welcome to you. It's a pleasure to have you uh, in our not only amazing restaurant, but dog-friendly restaurant. Yes, and what I love about M is that you've been dog-friendly before the hashtag dog-friendly was invented. This is very true. I mean, um, we started doing, so as well as M, I, I look after Gaucho restaurants, and uh, we started doing dog events at Gaucho uh, back in 2012. And we decided we would do something called Doggy Wednesday at uh, Gaucho Richmond. But at that point, it was so taboo to have dogs in restaurants. So actually, we, we, we decided we would do it on the terrace. Uh, so we've got this beautiful riverside terrace there. Um, unfortunately, Doggy Wednesday didn't last very long because it rained every Wednesday during summer that year. Um, but then we created Doggy Sunday up in Hampstead and started a monthly event there that celebrated dogs. The dogs went into the restaurant and we, we were theming them with fashion shows and various other bit doga, um, doggy yoga and various uh, events. Um, and that went very well. So then when I created M and opened up M, it was very much that um, we would have heightened hospitality and in the spirit of hospitality you, you could bring in your children, you can bring in whoever you want but also your other family member which is your dog. Um, so as a basic principle since inception which was eight years ago, Emma um, has been 100% dog friendly and, um, and then you go above and beyond that and you say okay well yeah, what else did we do and M was um, very much a lot of the marketing strategy was around creating events and welcoming dogs and creating six-leg menus and uh, doing Saturday brunches for dogs but also doing monthly events which were even bigger and more spectacular than what I'd done at Gaucho. So we've had, a, we've had an array of events from pool parties, puppy pool parties, Easter egg hunts, um, yeah, we've done fashion shows, speed dating, um, we did a well, dog show last speed week. Speed dating, what, for the dogs or yes. for people? <laughs> the, well, no, the, for the dogs. Doggy speed dating, it's quite... We got a love match the last time, two pugs started humping each other, so it was, a, it was an absolute win. Um, well, I'm not sure whether they wanted puppies or not, but they were... Uh, it, it almost went too well. Um, so, so, yes, it's been probably about a decade of uh, enjoying and celebrating dogs in restaurants and you know if ultimately you're passionate about hospitality that that should extend to canines. Oh it's just so inspiring because there's still restaurants out here Martin that will say no 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 you can't bring a dog into a restaurant. Now that's technically not the case is it legally? No it's not true at all. So yeah people will say that oh no um, it's illegal or environmental health don't allow it. It's a nonsense. I mean you don't you can't let dogs into kitchens, um, just wouldn't make any sense, but you wouldn't let children into kitchens or elephants into kitchens either. No. So, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that dogs are, dogs are perfectly allowed in public spaces. And actually, when you look at how clean they are, and you know, the dogs that come to the restaurants 
are generally quite pampered pooches. Um, they're, they're all very clean and, and actually, you know, they create a lot less mess than some of our more gregarious customers. <laughs> yes, particularly after a few wines. Exactly. That's the wonderful thing, dogs stay so well, we have done. We have done Porsecco. I never tried it myself, but um, we gave all the dogs a bowl of Porsecco, which poured it into their bowls a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not sure how alcoholic, if at all, it was, but <laughs> it, it probably wasn't. No, no, you can't give dogs alcohol. No. I know that brand. It's a great idea, but it's full right. of vitamins yeah. and herbs that probably right, okay, gave cool. them a bit of a zing, you know, mm. and a bit of energy. But We've done ice creams as well, but yeah, mm. I think it, yeah, there's a there's a balance of the madness and how much uh, food and drink you give your dogs, but uh, but certainly they're they're very welcome. But it's just getting into all the spirit. You know, you've just mentioned all of that doggy ice cream. And that didn't exist when I brought my mm. first dog into my life in 2002, where the whole yeah. landscape was so barren for dogs. So, you know, yeah. I had one pub that allowed Molly in. Right. So obviously we were regulars, you know. Yeah. But, well, but it was, same, yeah. yeah. And then there was this shift. And I think it was very brave of you to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, it doesn't really matter to me, but you know, certainly a lot of restaurants, hotels are jumping on the bandwagon and becoming dog friendly, and actually, it's a good thing, so it's fine. Um, but you know, there are still plenty of restaurants. I went to the Ivy the other day and was told, no, sit outside, um, but we're not serving outside. So there's there's plenty, uh, or many of our competitors wouldn't accept dogs, um, and. To me, it's unfathomable, but they're missing a trick. So actually, the dog-friendly community come to Emmangaucho because we love them. So yeah. we actually we were just in private members' lounge in Em earlier, and you know we even have dog beds in the restaurants. So they're um, we go above being friendly. Where there's a, there must be another word. It's like embracing, or dog embracing. Yeah. Hashtag dog embracing. I mean, cynics might say, Martin, you know, you're just tapping into this booming economy called the Hound Pound. <laughs> Well, there's certainly a lot more dogs around. I live on Wandsworth Common and, um, and the amount of puppies that suddenly popped up in lockdown. So, and we work with, uh, we're good friends with a brand called Waggett. Do you know, do you know Nadia Yes, I do. I do know Waggett very well. In mm. fact, I've recorded a podcast with Nadia. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Nadia used to work at Open Table and, and I actually invested in Waggett. Um, and um, just love the idea of dogs being able to, or, or for people, dog owners, to be able to find a place which celebrates dogs rather than rejects them. There's still plenty of gaps in the market, you know, taxis are still a nightmare. Um, and you know, there's also plenty of restaurants where hotels, even dog-friendly hotels are annoying because they say they're dog-friendly and then you can't go in the restaurants or, you know, you're sat in a, a lobby area um, with your dog. So there's a long way to go with it, but ultimately I think you know, the people who genuinely love hospitality, love going above and beyond for their guests, um, whether they're two-legged or four-legged. It's okay. That's my dog squeaking. Um, so this is Wilbur. This is Wilbur. Um, he's a three-year-old Labradoodle. He's very small for a Labradoodle, Martin. Yes, we often wonder about his legitimacy, <laughs> but we don't say that to him without covering his He's probably a miniature poodle, crossed, you know, rather yes. than a standard. We saw his mum, who was a beautiful, um, big, she was pregnant, she was just, just finished being pregnant, um, 
beautiful big black Labrador. So there's one big dog in him, but he doesn't seem to have taken those genes or the DNA from. I think from he's there. a supersize, though, really, for London. I think that's. My a, wife agrees. Yeah. Our, our previous Labradoodle had some was a standard poodle with a Labrador and was twice the size. And but he was almost like a superstar wandering around the streets like a big bear. But he, he, he also was a lot more pulley than, than Wilbur. And, um, a lot, a lot harder to handle. So yeah, Wilbur's Wilbur's a perfect. He's like a giant lap dog. He thinks he's a lap dog, but he's too big for that. But he's he's great. He's great. Is he is he genuinely hypoallergenic? Yep, yep, yep. He's hypoallergenic. Doesn't really shed. Um, just had a haircut, so he's not so curly. But loves coming out. I actually put a tie on him. So whenever we come into town, he wears a tie. So if I ever go into my tie cupboard. He starts running around in circles with joy of like, I'm going to work. I wish all of my employees were so excited to come to work. (laughs) (laughs) He was dancing around the the room. I love his tie. So, you know, I'm honoured he's wearing his tie, you know. But um, do you ever get any complaints from people? You know, any, um, you know, people that suddenly come in and they see a bit of dog hair on the chair going, oh no, I'm going to have anaphylactic shock. I'm allergic (laughs) to dogs. You have to be sensible. So, I mean, in the same way that we try and avoid dogs sitting on the furniture, and if they do, we suggest that they have a blanket un- underneath them. But they, you know, people come to restaurants for different reasons. Some some people will come because they want to feed their children. Some people will come for a hen do. Culturally, there are cultures which are scared of dogs. So you have to you have to be sensible with your um, in in any way. Um, you know, forgetting dogs, you don't put a group of young ladies next to um, you know, businessmen if they're going to be shouting and doing the Hindu. You don't put a group of young guys who are out for you know, a pre-match meal and are getting boisterous next to a couple on a date. So you have to be sensible with how you seat people and you know, the structure of your restaurant and understanding everybody comes for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a level of respect and appreciation for all guests, um, including those who have dogs. Um, and I think if you cross those lines and you, you know, you're clumsy with how you seat people and you know, how you run your restaurant and the shift, you might get complaints. Um, but the sort of preconceived idea that dogs are dirty or you know, they're going to foul in a restaurant just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I know. And what you're doing is a massive service for uh, pet parents, you Mm. know, by offering events for people like myself to go to. That's how you can train your dog and that's how you get dogs used to it. Well, it's very true. It's a self-fulfilling thing. To be honest with you, the the behaviour of dogs and dog owners was better pre-lockdown. You've now got a a new dog owners Mm. whose dogs weren't socialised in restaurants because of lockdown. So they're discovering it for the first time, but a bit late. So they're a bit scared, or they're a bit noisy. So actually, like, it, it is a, tr- a. I mean, we're talking minutiae, but it's a bit trickier now than it has been historically. Mm, that is interesting. No, I know, I do. But actually, I think those people are probably more respectful of the restaurant as well. Like, mm. So. Yeah, and it, well, it highlights the fact that training dogs is so important sure. and how important socialisation really is, Absolutely. you know. So everybody wants to be able to take their dog to a restaurant, you yeah. know, we're here or Gaucho or their local pub. Yeah. But that takes a bit of work before you can do it seamlessly. And some yeah. dogs are better at it naturally than others. Yeah. I mean, it's surprising, you know, when you have, to, we've got uh, friends who have got lots of rescue dogs, they've had various rescue dogs. 
and they either tend to be scared of people or dogs, right? So then they act, uh, act up in front of people or dogs. So I think there are certain owners who go, this isn't gonna work for me. But generally, um, most dog lovers, um, it, it works incredibly well. And, and what happens is if you get a certain amount of dogs in a restaurant, they all become, they almost go into a pack mentality and become very docile. And once they're relaxed, like the guests are relaxed, the staff are relaxed, it works very well. And it's mental enrichment. Um, I remember when I was here for your great M dog show, yeah. so I was honoured to judge it actually yeah. the other week, yeah. it wasn't long ago, and I had to do a piece on Talk TV, name dropping here and everything, and I was talking about if feeding dogs being vegan is really not a very good idea. And I started the interview saying, you know, the dogs here today are blessed because mm -hmm. I'm in one of London's most premier steakhouses. So how lucky are these dogs? This is true. Which segues, you know, a bit to this world we're living in, Martin. Do you ever get any ag, as it were, for um, serving a lot of meat? Um, no, so we do a six-leg menu um, where you dine with your dog and that's a Saturday brunch thing. And, um, and actually, I think it is an enriching experience to dine with your dog. So when you have a chicken liver salad, they'll have chicken hearts that are dehydrated. When you eat a steak, they have a steak on, or they have a, not a range of options, but um, chicken and fish and, or steak on rice. So yeah, it's a, the fact that your dog is dining with you is actually quite a lovely thing. Um, I think from a, from a sort of enrichment perspective and it being a wonderful thing to see dogs in restaurants. My favorite event we ever did, we did, there was a, there was a situation where there was a pizza restaurant group, uh, I forget the name, I won't tell you the name, um, who refused a blind man with his dog. And, and I was like appalled by this. So on behalf of restaurants, I was like, I need to get this guy into, um, into M. So we bought him and his friends dinner and the dogs came and ate and it was wonderful. Um, but then we decided, so he, he, he actually works for uh, Guide Dogs for the Blind. Um, and um, just, just remembering the dog's name, I think the dog, dog's called Chad uh, and he's Dave. And, um, and um, we started talking and we decided to do a big event. So we did a Christmas party for Guide Dogs. So we had 80 dogs and 100 adults in the main dining room. And it was the most like life-enriching event. Like I, I almost want to cry thinking about it. So I arrived at Victoria Station and, um, and there was all these blind people with their dogs. And they're so excited to go to a restaurant with their dog. And then I arrived and there's these 100 dogs. But they were all like so wonderfully behaved, so docile. And the happiness these guests had, one, meeting a community of themselves, um, but also just feeling welcome and embraced and their dogs feeling treated like it was a treat for the dogs. Um, and, and it was lovely because like, the dogs are really interesting. When they're on the harness, they're working. Once they take them off and put them on the lead, then they know they can play. So some of them were playing uh, and they, we had training dogs which were going to make it or not going to make it. So you had puppies, you had retired guide dogs and you had working guide dogs. But it was a truly like very, very special event. And to be able to do something like that, it's like you're almost creating a legacy and that's, that's what you want to do when you're, when you're in hospitality. Oh, that is so amazing. Yeah, and I imagine people will still be talking about that. Yeah. 
you know. And yeah, unfortunately, we then had lockdown, so we do need to pick it back up again because I, I, I would love to make it an annual event. Yeah, it reminds me of an image of Frufs. They have the um, the big golden retriever display team. Okay. Where they have, I don't know, about 50 golden retrievers, a bit like synchronised swimming. And it's this wonderful obedience display, particularly when you see it from above. And I get just got an image of that going on, yeah. you know, in your main dining room, which yeah. is huge, isn't it? Yeah, Martin? it's a great space. Really usually is. We, usually the capacity is 160 people, but I think we've got... We got about 180 dogs and humans, so yeah, it was it was full, it was a full house, um, but a but a lovely treat. And I, and I think you know whether it's guide dogs or normal dogs, uh, and normal owners, um, you appreciate the experience equally. Yeah, I mean it, there is that um, science of altruism, um, yeah. which you know I've been reading about lately, and right. you know you give. Giving out sure. is beneficial for you. You know, it it, it helps stop tumours. Sure, <laughs> I created Emma in 2014 and left left Gaucho at the time, and um, it was six 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 years, seven years of um, the hardest personal journey I've ever gone through. So, um, as a career, leaving paid employment and becoming an entrepreneur going through Brexit, risking my home, my friends and family's money. Um, each day was like equal measures of joy and pain. And um, behind a photo, <laughs> just, yeah, that's a photo. My, my producer. Um, Who's Wilbur? Oh. So, so it was an incredibly testing time for me, but every day I walked my dog for an hour in the morning, Hudson at the time. And, um, and it was like therapy. Like it was the, it was meditative. Um, and that was why when he passed away, it was actually so painful because he'd gone through that journey, that life journey with me and my wife um, of having such a you know, personally and career wise, such a hard time. And thankfully, it became a great success. But there were many years where I was I was very concerned about whether we would succeed or fail and you know, the 150 jobs. Um, that we were funding, so um, so it was a tough, a tough, a tough time. But to have a dog along that journey with you was like having a therapist. Absolutely. Well, I couldn't agree more. You know, we were the lucky ones, um, really were. And I think, it, and that's why so many other people, if you like, jumped on the bandwagon. I think they saw us out walking, thinking, "Gosh, we've never actually <laughs> been to a park before." It, right. So you've got to have a dog. I've I always find it's quite odd when people go walking. I mean, we, we're, we're lucky we walk in Wimbledon and Richmond. If, if somebody's going for a walk without a dog, I'm like. Quite suspicious. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no. You, I mean, someone like that can never say good morning. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, when you've walking? got a, a dog with you, you just wave good morning. Exactly. So during lockdown, you could from afar wave yeah. to people and see exactly. your familiar faces. That's true. But the Hudson, you know, dogs are chapters, aren't they, Martin? Yeah, that's in true, our yeah. lives. Yeah. In our lives, I do believe in energetic connections. Yeah. Um, and he will be so proud. Well, he's got a legacy. He's, uh, we have rooms named after him. The members uh, have a key room which has got his face on it. So, um, yeah, we have a private dining room called the Hudson Room which is used very regularly and um, yeah, his, his spirit continues with us. We've got a bit of art around with him on it as well in the restaurants and at home.
Oh, that's brilliant. Has Robert Clark ever done a portrait? Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah, because I yeah, came to that right. event. Okay, cause, yeah. Yeah, because Robert, I mean, yeah, he did a portrait of Molly, my first Bull Terrier, mm. or one of his first, um, sort of uh, circa 2010, I think, which I treasure. Right. You know, and those things become so important yeah. to you. God forbid anything happened to that, sure. you know. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. he's such a lovely guy. It's a shame yeah. that, it, well, it's good in a way he's in New York, because yeah. there's always somebody to go and visit. But um, <laughs> be better if he were in London. Yeah, no, he was over here and, he did, and yeah, he did an event. Yeah. And that was good so fun. So we have his portrait. And Wilbur, you know, um, he'll be, I'm sure, attending many events to come. Exactly. He's not quite as good gregarious as Hudson was, but he, but he does love the restaurants, as I say. Not surprised. I mean, the aroma when you walk in, I think any full-blooded <laughs> dog, you know, will go, really? Vegetarian? I don't think so. Exactly. You know. Certainly for the day. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, to think how dogs are such individuals. You know, you said Hudson was more sure. gregarious than Wilbur, and that's something, you know, I think everyone yeah. sees when they take on another. You want the next dog to be. Sure. Well, we've, we've certainly had a lot of dog individuals uh, and their personalities jumps out. So remember we once did a dance-off and uh, there was a, a rather large lady with a full, full bosom decided that she was going to do the dancing, not the dog, uh, but put her toy Maltese poodle okay. on, her, on top of her breasts. She did. And, and the dog's trampolining off the breast <laughs> um, as part of a dance-off. We let her win. You know, that nobody else could compete with that. Um, we, then, we also had an event with, uh, where it was a fancy dress event and, and again a poodle, it seems to be poodles have the bad name, um, came as Madonna um, in her Vogue era. So she had the circular, circular conical um, bra on, <laughs> arrived in a Porsche with like a prayer blaring out, jumped out before she came in, had a pee on the plant pots outside, jumped back in a Porsche and came down. It was, this was like a Porsche that you would die for as a child, like a um, remote control thing. Um, and, then, and then went to a seat, jumped up on the seat and had a lovely time. But, yeah, so you see everything with dogs, uh, whether they're more working led or whether they're truly uh, you know, fun party princesses. Yeah, but they're companions, and, it, exactly. and I think so long as the dog loves being dressed exactly. like Madonna. Madonna and, <laughs> but she did, she did, know. yes. She was almost singing. Yeah, <laughs> and driving her Porsche. Exactly. You know? As long as she didn't drive her own owner home, <laughs> then that was all right. No, it's absolutely brilliant. Well, Martin, thank you. You know, just it's inspiring. So everyone listening really must come down to M Restaurant and keep an eye out for dog-friendly exactly. events coming up now. And... Uh, going to make the most of life out of this pandemic. Exactly. We've got a um, Wimble Dog happening at the moment in one of our restaurants in Twickenham. So yeah, there's always events going on uh, regardless of the time of year. Brilliant, brilliant. And I look forward to being involved with another one. Fantastic. Brilliant. Lovely Thank to meet you. Thank you, Martin. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, it was fun meeting Wilbur the Labradoodle. And what's that? You're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. Well, it is interesting to set the record straight that there really is no regulation to stop dogs coming into restaurants. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks, of course, to Martin Williams for joining us today. And all the links are in our show notes. 
Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? That way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. Bye for now.